Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have returned today. If you'll be opening up to Joel chapter 2 and verse 30, that's where we're going to start here uh, today. Uh, yesterday, of course, we were able to look at verses 28 and 29 of this prophecy. And as we were discussing, these things are especially important for members of the church, members of the the kingdom of God because as we noted Peter and the other apostles when they delivered what we commonly call the first gospel sermon there in Acts chapter 2 when they were speaking to the people they of course by inspiration told us that that was what Joel was prophesying about with many prophecies and we looked at this with Obadiah and we've already seen this some uh, with with uh, the book of Joel with some prophecies in the Old Testament, we don't necessarily have, I don't necessarily want to say evidence, but conclusive evidence given by inspiration like that of exactly what it is talking about. There are, of course, certain ones, but other passages and other prophecies, uh, we are, are left to try to figure out what exactly it is, is talking about. But with this prophecy, we had a divine interpretation of exactly what he was talking about. And so that's very beneficial for you and I as we try to understand what Joel is discussing here. Now, picking up in verse 30, there's kind of, I don't really want to say a shift of language, but I think what he starts talking about changes a little bit. Because there, after, as we've talked about yesterday in verses 28 and 29, after he has poured out his spirit, it says in verse 30, And I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Now there's a couple of different opinions as far as what he's talking about here. I know one of the, I guess you could say, really the two predominant views of what he is discussing here especially with verse 30, is that he is discussing the death of Christ. Because as, it, as he says, he shall show wonders in the heavens and earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke, and the sun shall be turned to darkness. Well, that's exactly what happened whenever Christ, Christ died on the cross. It was dark for that span of time, even though it, it would have been, would have been the day it, it would not have turned dark and, and people have tried to explain it with eclipses and things of that nature but we know of course that that could not have possibly been the case because of the time of year and and I mean we can go back and and do the math so to speak and figure out that it couldn't have possibly been an eclipse at that point in time and so a lot of commentators and others kind of lean towards the view of this being the the death of Christ. Now, I think there certainly could be some application uh, with that and some similarities and some parallels with that. But also, if we look at this language in verses 30 and 31, it is, to me at least, it's very, I guess you could say, apocalyptic. It, it, it seems to convey this message and this idea of destruction and judgment and uh, uh, tribulation. And in fact, if we were to look at especially how 
how it is worded there in verses 30 and 31 and, and look at what Christ called the, and as he's discussing there in Matthew 24 the language that he uses to describe the destruction of Jerusalem it's very similar and in fact he uses some of the, the same phrases as he is describing the destruction of Jerusalem now of course we know based on what Peter says there in, in Acts chapter 2 that those things that Joel had talked about he says well you know it's coming to pass this is the time for what Joel had prophesied and for what he had talked about it's exactly what he said and so that's why some of the some of the commentators believe that this is talking about the uh, death of Christ because in their view Peter is saying that all of those things had already happened personally and in my study I think that what Peter is saying is not necessarily that all of those things had already happened but that it was the time for them to happen and in fact we know that some of them at the point of Peter delivering that sermon had already happened such as the pouring out of the Holy Spirit but I think what Peter's point is in that sermon is to bring their attention that it was the time for this prophecy of Joel to be fulfilled now again I'm not I'm certainly not going to be dogmatic about it and draw a line of fellowship as far as that's concerned and, and as with a lot of these books and a lot of these prophecies perhaps as we study and as we learn and as we grow or perhaps opinions will change on some of these things but I think I think as of right now I think it for me what he's describing here in verses 30 and 31 it seems to be the same kind of language and same kind of descriptions that are given to the destruction of Jerusalem now the destruction of Jerusalem is very important because <coughs> excuse me because it took place in AD 70 which would have been of course during the crisp Christian dispensation after the church had already been established after the spirit had been poured out which I think again fits with what Joel is saying here that God was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh these wonders in the heavens and on the earth again these various miraculous things were going to take place the sons and daughters were going to prophesy and dream dreams see visions speak in tongues heal people as we see in the New Testament all of these miraculous things were going to come to pass and and during that dispensation of course we see the destruction of Jerusalem but the destruction of Jerusalem is also in in many ways a shadow of the final day of judgment when God will come back and return and judge the whole world and so I think that what he what he is discussing here is Joel 2 what and what we see combined in in Acts chapter 2 Peter is saying that it is the time for these things that Joel had prophesied to happen they are drawing near and some of them is as we've already discussed they were already and had already happened and that's kind of Peter's support that's his point that he is making he's saying it's time for this prophecy to be fulfilled because it's already begun to be fulfilled the spirit has been poured out these miraculous abilities have already been given to us and they're going to be given to others and he's trying and that's really that's really the whole point of that sermon he's trying to call the Jews to repent 
because of the destruction and judgment that they were going to face. And so again, personally, I guess for myself there in verses 30 and 31, I think he's, he's kind of pointing to the destruction of Jerusalem that was going to occur during that miraculous age, during that uh, uh, period of time where the, the Spirit had been poured out and they were performing those various miraculous uh, things. And so again, personally, that I, I feel like that's more so what, what uh, Joel is talking about here. And I think, I think with Peter, again, what he is saying is not that everything contained in Joel 2, 28 through 32 had already happened, but that it was the time for those prophecies to be fulfilled. And his evidence for that was the fact that the Spirit had been poured out on them. So he knew that the remainder of this prophecy, it was time for those things to come. And of course, them preaching there, AD 33, it's only about 40 years before the destruction of Jerusalem, trying to get the people to repent and to come to God so that they might escape that, excuse me, might escape that judgment. Um, we don't really, I want us to be able to spend a little bit of time on verse 32 and we don't really have time to discuss that uh, here today, at least at least the aspect of it that I would really like to spend a little bit of time on. Uh, but we'll stop here, and we'll pick up in verse 32 tomorrow. I thank you for your time and for your attention. I hope, I hope that all of that made sense. I'm not trying to make it more complicated, but I uh, hope that it hope that it made sense and, and what I was trying to say made sense and and if you don't agree with me that's that's fine like I said maybe in the years to come as I keep studying these things maybe my own opinion and view of that uh, view of this will change but I'm thankful for you coming here and for learning it, it's always good for us uh, to try to study these things that maybe are a little bit more difficult for us to understand so that we can continue to learn and continue to grow but I thank you again for your time and for your attention, and if you'll come back tomorrow, we'll pick up in verse 32.